So we're here at BT Murrayfield. I'm sat with Jeff Webb, the Chief Executive at the IOG. I think it's been about 18 months or so since we last sat down with you and quite a lot has changed in that time and, and happened and probably one of the biggest changes has been the move from Soltex uh, moving to Birmingham. Yeah. Um, obviously it's a hugely successful show uh, and as we're sat here, uh, Big has just, just passed and there was obviously a little bit of discussion about one show, two show. I mean, I know it's been mm -hmm. done to death, but were your thoughts on, you know, on the back of the success of the most recent Soltex, do you, are you confident that there need to be two shows? Uh, well, we co we concentrate on Soltex, so it's up to other people to judge whether they need two shows or one show. But mm -hmm. we're we're concentrating on making the one show that we're responsible for better than the year before. So that's that's where we we are with that. Mm -hmm. um, th there's going to be people talking about one show uh, probably until the industry decides to pack up and go home. Yeah. Um, but there's a golf market and there's a sports turf market. Mm -hmm. uh, from what I can see, a lot of people talked about the fact that before Soltex and before BTME that one would be the death of the other mm -hmm. and what I'm getting fed back and I didn't go to BTME this year was the opposite was true mm -hmm. um, it was a good BTME it was a good social scene again at BTME it serves obviously a market sector primarily being golf uh, BTME expanded with Golf Bic this year which mm -hmm. gives me uh, the, the view and the opinion that it is a golf centric show mm -hmm. uh, we're not trying to be BTME Harrogate um, we're not trying to bring um, Harrogate's bars, clubs and social scene to the NEC. What mm -hmm. we're concentrating on is a, is a more concentrated event. It's a two-day show. Um, it serves a wider um, profile than just the turf industry as well because we've got landscaping, boriculture, play, uh, commercial vehicles, all, all kind of things in the mix at Soltex, mm -hmm. which has created, I think, two different audiences. Sure. Um, there is crossover. And there are companies out there that, that attend both because they're loyal to both uh, shows because mm -hmm. they've, they've actually served them very, very well. Um, but it seems to me that both shows have exceeded expectations. Um, as I understand it, BTME's visitor numbers are up. Mm -hmm. And ours was a total success in 2015. It was um, obviously the right thing to take the decision to move from Windsor to the NEC. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so um, obviously it's a large part of, of what the IOG does for the, the industry, but it's not the only part, certainly there are a number of different programs that, that you have in place at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we, we've we got challenges across the industry, so let, let's take the first one being uh, the advancement of young people in this industry, mm -hmm. or actually having enough young people to fill the void when the old people are going to retire. So that's been really important to us. We've had great backing from uh, a range of companies. It started with Ransom's Jacobson many years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it's been followed up now by a sponsorship with uh, Toro Lely and uh, Rigby Taylor. And that's helping facilitate uh, more opportunity for that group to get out and be advocates for this industry. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a board of directors of, of 12 guys now. Uh, we're looking all the time at making sure the geographical spread of that is um, as good as it can be. I mean, mm -hmm. we're up here in Scotland now. We'd like to see people from Scotland get involved with the young board as well. Um, but we've just launched something called Schools into Stadiums, which has come out of the ideas of that young group. It mm -hmm. hasn't come necessarily from the board at the top of the IG. This is something that they've wanted to do. And in that particular instance, worked really successfully with Arsenal Football Club and football in the community there. Mm -hmm. Brought in schools into the stadium, had a great day learning the science of turf culture mm -hmm. and aligning that with GCSE science as well. So there's a rationale for the kids to come into uh, the club in the first place, which is part of the challenge these days, is actually getting kids out of school into places. Sure, because I, I think it's quite, 
you know, raising the sort of profile, as it were, of groundsmanship must be atop the list of priorities because I think we were talking earlier and the, the average age is about sort of 45 to 54 yeah, it's, or so. It's talked about a ticking time bomb for a long time. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a big issue, as I said earlier. We've, we've got to address that proactively. You can't just sit, sit back and wait for it to um, die on its feet. So mm -hmm. you've got to find investment in, in young people in whatever way you can. I think there is a difference where maybe stadiums like this Murrayfield are more attractive to the younger element mm -hmm. uh, and maybe some of the big stadiums with the big names behind them uh, are like a candle to a flame so it might be easier. Um, you also get opportunities now in, let's, let's take the independent schools movement. Mm -hmm. um, there's some fantastic facilities um, in independent schools up and down the country. Very competitive market, everybody's looking for market share because they, they are wanting to get more and more pupils in. Mm -hmm. uh, they have business plans to meet. So the facility part of uh, an independent school's mix now is a, is a really strong asset to the sale of that school in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to look at the opportunities and, and where you can engage and how you engage. Um, because we, t we talk about having meetings in the old fashioned sense of it, where you have to book a room yeah. and, and you have to organize everything. But these days, loads of stuff goes on with social media and different mm -hmm. different ways of interacting whether it's whatsapp or snapchat or whatever yeah uh, we've got to get used to that and make sure we roll with the times as well yeah about embracing new technology and new, new ways of doing things yeah and uh, and of course the, the natural turf improvement program has, has been huge for you as well well that's fantastic that you've got direct um, grant involvement from governing bodies and in the natural turf sector mm -hmm. actually going out giving advice to sports clubs so we're, we're dealing right now with football in England we're dealing with cricket and we're dealing with rugby league as, as the pioneering sports in this and, and we're looking at more sports growing the mix working with Sport England um, but what it's done is created nine jobs mm -hmm. uh, Jason's included which has uh, enabled us to go out and we've delivered over 500 reports I think now um, and we're monitoring the cause and effect of those reports so mm -hmm. we can evidence and case study improvement in natural turf ground care and that, that again is one of the big challenges with the advancement of synthetic turf and the movement behind that and the um, uh, if you like the sales messages and the marketing messages that sit behind it um, it's definitely a case of grass can do more mm -hmm. not just writing off the asset because it happens to be grass and nobody's bothered to think about it for 20 years. Yeah, sure. So it's a big challenge. Um, there are a lot of sites out there that need to be covered, mm -hmm. but I think it's um, from Acorns Grow an Oak Tree type program. Sure. And we're looking at a future investment in it as well. Mm -hmm. And going back to those governing bodies, and as I say, I think everything now is about evidencing that and benchmarking it and mm -hmm. moving it on for the future. Sure. And in terms of, you, you mentioned a challenge there, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're, that you're seeing facing the groundsmanship uh, industry as a whole? Well, I think there's some positive things coming out, um, certainly more recently. Um, I think one of the challenges for the industry generally is to give it a sense of identity and it, it needs a focus. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we're looking at is a benchmarking program for pitch grading mm -hmm. for natural turf um, because you can then align the uh, quality of a pitch to educational need mm -hmm. and educational experience even. So that's, a, that's the route we're looking at with our own strategy. We're, we're calling it pitch grading scheme. We've got a, a meeting coming up in a couple of weeks with uh, a lot of guys from the agronomical side of the industry to look at how, how do you arrive at those standards in the first place? How do you map up uh, what is a poor quality or a good quality pitch? Mm -hmm. Where do those benchmarks exist? And I think we've got to make sense of all of that. 
And if you can make sense of all of that, then you've got a logical, rational uh, industry to, to work towards. Mm -hmm. and, and you've got targets to work towards as well. Sure. And I mean, we've had to come inside because it was absolutely freezing outside. I think there was mm. a little bit of sleet at some point as well. Mm. And last year, I think for, for many groundsmen, must have been one of the toughest on record in terms of flooding and things like that. How is the, the issue of climate change and sort of the changing in conditions? Are you finding that, you know, you're having a lot of people come to you for support from that sort of respect? Oh, I'm really glad you asked me the question because <laughs> Jason and I were talking about the programme for this year's Sortex uh -huh. and climate change will definitely be one of those, those subjects. Mm -hmm. um, Looking at look the impact of weather, it seems to be getting more and more extreme, doesn't it? Sure. So, again, that's one of the things that, you know, when you're looking at the challenges, I think the most well-documented one was probably Carlisle United. Yes, with, being the, completely underground. Mitchell. But what a, what a brilliant story. In the end, you, you saw a community turn around in adversity and uh -huh. the pitch is back and the team's back in Carlisle. Um, the carp's and, been and re rehomed, has it? <laughs> the fish? Yeah, I'm not sure who owns it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, who, who lays claim to owning it. But I, I think it's a great uh, uh, sort of role model, if you like, of what can happen when you've got a complete... It's not the first time that Carlisle's flooded, by the way, so mm -hmm. maybe they've got the jump on other people. But the fact that they've got that bit pitched back in, in season, given what happened, just shows you what you can do with turf. You, you, you can really do stuff. Mm -hmm. And if, the, if everybody pulls together, and it looks like in that club they did, and obviously there are stories across the country, probably more on the western side and the, and the more north you go, where, where flooding's been so prevalent, that um, it, it, it is becoming a, a major obstacle. And again, going back to Jason and his programme, what we're finding at the grass roots end is a lot of compaction because people just don't know how to manage the services that are in front of them mm -hmm. and we're dealing with people who are part-time volunteers maybe a mum or a dad getting out there for the first time because their kids have just got into whatever the sport they want to play mm -hmm. and they don't know they've never been told how to uh, look at what's in front of them they, they yeah. know how to go and get kit for coaches they know how to get coaching programs mm -hmm. um, all of that is in situ Mm -hmm. But that's a great challenge for us, is to get parity of approach so that a sports club thinks it's second nature to look after the pitch. Mm -hmm. At the moment, it probably isn't. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges we've got going forwards. Okay, brilliant. And obviously lots on the, the table for this year. Soltex 2016 is going to be back in Birmingham again, is it? Back in Birmingham, yeah. We're going to be uh, back in Birmingham for a good couple of years as well. Mm -hmm. um, really pleased we've had the best ever sign-up in all my time working for the, for the IOG and working on Soltex. So... Uh, we're nearly at 200 companies signed up already. Uh, we're looking to push on from that and grow the show. And uh, we hope to see everybody back there and we'll be launching the visitor campaign uh, in the next few weeks. So watch Fantastic. this space. Well, listen, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. We'll uh, let you get back to enjoying the delights of uh, Edinburgh. Great, thanks.